How many are ready for a touch of God today? I believe it. I believe it. You know, when we come expecting, and you know, he said, we're two or more gathered, there he is also. And uh, as I was praying this week, the Lord laid this message on my heart and, and just talked about the total package. And I, I thought about that. I was just laying around and, and early morning thinking, Lord, what is it that you want to share this week? What is it that you want to share this week with you, with your people? And, and as I just spent time, you know, um, with the Lord and, and reading and doing things, I started really realizing how God can uh, really multiply things. Can God multiply things? A little as much in the hand of God, amen? I think that's really amazing because he can make a way out of no way and he can bring the darkness to the light, sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, and victory to the defeated. Has he done that in your life every now and then? Yes, indeed. But you know what I said? The greatest thing I think is, is that he can turn a sinner to a saint because he's the total package. Ever thought about that? You know, a lot of times people say, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Yeah. Well, you know, you're still looking backwards, right? We ought to be saying, if I'm a believer in Christ, I, I'm, I'm a saint. And that's real funny for us to say. And we talk about that from time to time because I want to get that in your mind. Because you know what? When God looks at you, he looks at you through the perfect sacrifice of Christ. Amen. When you put your faith and trust in the Lord, it's no, it's no leftovers. He doesn't go, he doesn't go, man, well, look, look, I missed a spot. Well, look, look over, look, look back. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do a patch job. He does the total package, amen. And that's what he's done through Christ Jesus. So, you know, I, I was thinking about this. I said last week we just saw how God can multiply so much. Because he gave us a whole week worth of sermon out of a couple of cake crumbs, amen? Yeah, now, if you didn't hear that, if you weren't here last week, I encourage you to go on the website and take a listen to that, right? Because we are God's beloved. And uh, so that's just a good way to keep y'all plugged in on last week's message, just in case you weren't here. But, uh, you know, with that being in mind, I, I, I think about this. As people, I think we like variety. How many people like variety? You know, I think about that. A lot of variety is a good thing, you know. We get to pick and choose and, and maybe like a buffet. You go to a buffet, you know, it seems like everybody should be happy. Have you ever noticed that? You, you go to like Tappanyaki after church, right? You know what I'm talking about on Mercury? I don't see nobody fighting up in there. Like, how you doing? Yeah, go ahead. I don't care. It's funny. Right? You know what? But it's funny for God that, that God has for us on this table for us to eat as well, feasting on his word. But I want to kind of, I want you guys to just work with me for just a little bit, you know, on this. And I think we can do a little correlation here. And I was thinking about this. I said, you know, why do we like the buffet? Why do we like some of these things? Because we like to pick and choose, right? We like variety, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then we also like to skip over stuff that we don't like. Oh, somebody listening close now, right? Watch your toe. Watch your toe. But see, a lot of times we want to skip over stuff that we don't like. And if we're honest, we take that same approach to the Bible. Oh, come on. It's quiet now, isn't it? Yes, indeed. Oh, man, this is, this is, this is, hey, I'm preaching to me first. I'm looking at this right here. So let's take a look and see what God says about the total package, all right? Let's take a look at this here. I got to get over here. I can't preach left-handed. Here we go. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says this. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us for what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our life. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. 17 comes on and says, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So if you're just picking and choosing, you're shortchanging yourself, amen? God wants you to get the full message, amen? And that's what we want. So real quick, I want, to look, I want you to look at it. God's desire is for us to look intently into the full word of God, amen? Somebody say full. Good, that's what we're talking about. So he can grow us to be everything that he's called us to be. So, but let's take a minute and just kind of look at ourselves. This is what I had to do this week. Because I'll tell you what, I pull these messages, messages through my life before I bring them on. And you know, sometimes they get a little tough, don't they? But you know what? It's for our, it's for our good. Amen. Well, let's take a look at this. 
A lot of times in the pick and choose business, we do that. Why? We like to be in control. You might not think that. Now we say, oh no, that's not it. But our actions actually speak louder than words sometimes, don't we? Yeah. And I said this. I said, this is a strong message. But God has been revealing this to me this week. But he's done it in love. So I'm going to do it in the same way. Amen. Let's take a look here. We pick and choose more than we think. We pick and choose the way we respond to others. Uh, we pick and choose the way we worship, what we give, how we serve, and all that stuff. Uh, but we got freedom in Christ. And, and I think that's the whole thing that, you know, a lot of times we don't realize just how much God's given us, do we? We really need to look into the fullness of God's word. Amen? Now, I was thinking about this. The fullness of God's word. I had a buddy of mine call me yesterday, and we talked about the Bible from time to time. And he, taught, he said, hey, man, I was, just, I was looking at this passage, and I believe it's about, you know, what, what, what God was saying in the Old Testament. He was actually talking about Jesus. I said, man, where's that at? And so we start talking back and forth, and then we start talking a little bit more. And we looked in the Old Testament, and we referenced a few things on over to Isaiah, right? Then we were in Psalms, and then we went all the way over to like Luke, I think it was. We're in Luke. And I said, man, isn't that great? I said, you know what, man? You're helping me with my message. He said, what are you talking about? I said, because, you know, even when we take just that one little piece, like in the Old Testament, the Old Testament is, is the New Testament hidden. And as we look in the New Testament, it unveils what he was saying in the Old. Does that make sense? So what we look at is the fullness of that. So even though he was speaking about Christ coming way back here, we see the fullness all the way over here in the New Testament. And as we just walk through that, it just continued to just build our faith, right? See, a lot of times we just read God's word and we'll look at one little thing and go, oh, that's pretty cool. But then we start looking at the total package, we start seeing the life of the Lord coming through his word, amen? How many know God's word is alive and active, Amen. It is. How many know you can read one passage today, one little passage, and three months later read it again, and it's even got more power? Have you ever noticed that? Because God's growing us. God's moving in our life, right? You know, we say, wow, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have ever, everlasting life. We say, good, that's good. And then we start looking at that later on, we say, for God so loved. Who, who, who is God? He's loved. And we start breaking those pieces out and we start seeing it just starts just, just unfolding into this big ball of grace that wants to overtake you. I hope we're right in the middle of that. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Now, if you hear this scripture several times a day, uh, I'm going to get reading on some more. It's good. You can't, you can't read the Bible too much. Has anybody ever read the Bible too much? I don't think so. I haven't met anybody who read it too much. I've, I've seen sometime in my life when I haven't read it enough. Amen. <laughs> but let's keep on going. So I said here, I said, how do we come to our decisions? Now, I mentioned this a lot of times. Why? Because I want you to think. I want us to make sure that we're using that as the, as the backdrop, right? Is, is our decisions based on God's word? Remember what we just read, all right? Let's take a look at this. Let's hit it again. All right? It says, all scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. God uses his word so that we'll know that's not the best for you. This is the best for you. His word, his path, his way, right? He said, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. What happens when you remove the coach from the, from the team? Anybody can say, uh, we have... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just as if they turn into the Redskins. Oh, my goodness, boy. He's fast, isn't he? I'm not going to keep reading that if you say that, boy. But what happens? We start losing direction. We start losing direction, right? You know, we, we, we don't have our guidance, right? But you know what? God loves us so much, he left his inspired word for us. 
And it goes on here. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. He does it to prepare us, right? So we don't get, look at this here. I said God doesn't hang us out. He knows what we need. He has equipped us with the truth of his word for good. So we shouldn't look at the Bible as a list of can'ts and restrictions that rob us. But look, but loving instruction from a loving father who desires to bless us. See, a lot of times, and I've said this before, a lot of times when people come to Christ, they look at it as a, as a list of things they can't do anymore. Right? You know, you might even picture this. I come to Christ and I just put this big stop sign on. Got to stop doing this. Got to stop doing this. Got to stop doing this. And what I found out is when I gave my life to the Lord, it's not a stop sign. It might be a yield sign. To yield my heart to the things of God so now I'm in the right direction. Does that make sense? You know, when you get on that interstate, there's a good reason for you to yield and see what's going on right before you come in there, right? You just don't want to just jump into something like that and not know what's going on. But see, God's word equips us so we know for every good work. And as we yield our heart to God, God whispers to our spirit, just like we sing about his word. To guide us, to direct us, to encourage us, to pour over forgiveness. Amen. Anybody ever need some forgiveness? Anybody ever need a little grace? Amen. I, I think everybody said that. And, and I know I do too. But that's what I see about that. But so many times we just want to pick and choose. And I'm going to unpack this a little bit more. But I, I want you to hear this. I'm going to read this again. I said, so we shouldn't look at the Bible as a list of camps and restrictions that rob us. But love and instruction from a loving father whose desire is to bless us. And I thought, I said, you know, Lord, if we could just get that around our, our, our minds and around our heart, we'd be well on our way, wouldn't we? And that's what the Lord says, I'm for you. See, this is the lie of the devil, that he's holding something back. God is not holding any good thing back. Can somebody say amen? He's not, he's not man, he's not, got something back here. He said, well, let's see how they do. We ought to see that in the cross. He didn't hold nothing back. He gave his best, right? Why? Because you were so good, right? Wrong. I was so nice. Wrong. I was so smart. Wrong. Because he loved you so much. Right. That's what we want. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Now, I thought about picking and choosing, and I said, well, man, picking and choosing, what else we do? We do some twist and bruising, don't we? We like to twist and bruise. What do you mean? We tend to do this at times. We Often the way we approach stuff, man, we start twisting and pushing and, and pulling and all this stuff, try to manipulate the, the system or the situation so that we can get what we want, come on now, when we want, and how we want. I ain't going to ask you to raise your hand if you ever did that, because then I'd have to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you anyway. I'm praying for me. So how many know that, you know what, we might not just want to just jump in and pick and choose. We want to get the full packet. Let's go on down here a little bit. I've got, got a word right here for you. First John 4, 11 says this. It says, dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Amen. See, a lot of times we, we want to manipulate the system or, or the situation or a person, right, so that we, we can get them to do what we want. This is, this is a real message now today. You know, think about it at work. You ever work with anybody like that? You ever look in the mirror and see anybody like that? Well, guess what? God wants to let us know that you know what? He loves us so much, and he wants us to pass that on. And that's what I hope you get from the message today. I said, when we, look at this. I said, I, didn't sing. I said, when we love God like we were created to do, then we will love others the way he intended us to. Does that make sense? When we love God, now I'm going to tell you something that I've seen over the years, and, and, and God's still working in my, in my life. For me to love my wife the way I need to love my wife, I need to love the Lord. Does that make sense? Because if I don't love the Lord the way I'm supposed to, I'm not going to bring forth praise and forgiveness in him. 
It's going to be about me. Listen to what I'm saying. So a lot of times we go, I don't understand why a person's acting like this and everything else. Well, maybe we're off, we're off the tooth on the time chain with our relationship with God because everything blooms out of our relationship with the Lord. You see what I'm saying? So now you'll watch people in their life. As their life changes and transforms by, by the love of God, I, I've, had, I've had even the ministry team that said, man, you know, you really preach, preach a lot more on love and grace over the years, haven't you? I said, yeah. wonder why that is. Because I found out I need it. Found out we all need it. See, you can bring up, you know what? You need Jesus. You need to love the Lord. You, man, just beat people down. But guess what? God's word's about restoring and lifting people up. You see what I'm saying? That's the total package. That's the total package about God's love for us. All the time he said, hey, you know what? I love you so much. This is what I did. You know what? It's by grace you say through faith and I love yourself, but it's a gift to God. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. So you take that, and then how do you turn around and, and, and treat somebody? This ain't even in the notes. I'm on a roll now. Go show me something. You remember, you remember the story? Uh, it's in the New Testament here. And, and there's a guy that owes a huge debt, man. I mean, it's, let's just say billions of dollars. And he goes to the master, and the master says, hey, man, I need my money. And he goes, ah, I don't have your money. And he says, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you what. I love you. I'm going to forgive you. Wiping it clean. You think that guy'd be pretty happy with him. But the Bible talks about he goes out and he finds a guy that owes him about maybe 20 bucks. And he wants to collar him. Man, where's my money, man? And guess what? The master that, that he owed all the money heard about that. He said, Bring him on in here. He said, Hey, I forgave you all this debt, and you can't forgive the guy something small like that. When we don't realize how much we've been forgiven, then we don't want to pass it on. But praise God, if we realize how much we've been forgiven, shouldn't we pass it on? Let's read that verse again. 1 John 4, 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Do we respond in love? See, a lot of times, have you ever, have you ever seen that? You know, you can take that application and apply it through your life. You look back when you were kids. You look back when you, when you first got married. Or you look back when you were finishing college, all that. You're going to find that situation, right? And sometimes our flesh wants to respond like that. You know, you say, man, I can't believe that guy owes me this. Or I can't believe that person said this. Or I can't believe, you know what, when they, when they stumble, I'm going to jump on them with both feet, right? I had that happen in my life. There was somebody that really wounded me one time, man. Wounded me. Wounded and I said, man, when their time comes, I'm going to be sitting right there. And I can't wait. That was my attitude. That was the attitude without Christ in it, amen? And that day did come. But so did Jesus. And I had found him between them. Or he found me one another. I think I was just looking at myself all the time instead of looking at him. And when that person had that worst day, and there was a part of my mind, my flesh said, Go get him, boy. But my heart says, why? Look what I've done for you. And so I tried to help the person. I did help the person. I did what I felt was right. And they said, you know what? Later on, they came back home and said, you know what? They did more good than anything you could have ever done. See, a lot of times we think, you know what? You got to go here and just, you just got to learn. You got to have some tough love. There might be places for that. You know, we read what we sow. Sometimes there's, there's a, I call it scar tissue from those things. Amen? 
But I'm going to tell you what. What I see in God's word, he's always about restoring. He's always about redeeming. And that's what we want to do. We want to be the mirror of Christ to people. Amen? Somebody say amen. Let's keep on rolling. Well, another thing I think is pretty amazing. That's a major tool of the devil is guilt. Somebody say amen. They know it is true. I said guilt is a shackle of the devil. What do you mean by that? And I thought more and more about it. I said, if we allow guilt to grip us, then the enemy gains a foothold. Guilt loses its grip when God's grace becomes a reality, amen? Now, we'll try to guilt people into stuff, right? And sometimes, guess what? We're the one that's always feeling guilty on the other side of the coin. There's two sides of the coin. I was thinking about that. I said, you know, you know there's, one, there's one thing about guilt, us feeling, and the other is us applying it to other people. We thought, oh, I, I, you know, I didn't do that. Well, yeah, yeah, a lot of times we do. And, and I think a lot of times we don't realize it's either way when we're dealing with guilt, the enemy is gaining ground. Amen? Because if you feel guilty, and I'm going to explain all this out here in just a minute. If we feel guilty about missing the mark over here, right? Are we going to run to God? Probably not. Right? We're going to go, oh, man. But if we know that we serve a loving God, he'll turn that guilt into glory. Amen. When we say, God, you know, I'm not saying anything goes. When we, we have that and we say, man, Lord, I missed it. And we come to God, he says, yeah, you did. And that's not what's best for you. So I'll tell you what, I want you to go and, and, and I'm going to restore you. And then we walk on and pass it on. Amen. But so many times I think we just get overwhelmed. And then what do we do? What is the first thing we do when we, we feel like we've blown it? It's not like we rush out and grab our Bible usually, is it? It's not like we knock the church doors down, do we? And we'll miss a week. And then we'll miss two. Because if you miss two, man, it's, it's done. So you miss two, three weeks, and it's like, yeah, I need to get back in the groove. But what did we say a couple of weeks ago? If God is our life, we take him everywhere we go, amen? It's not just on some days, and it's just not on Sunday, and it's just not on Tuesday when we do the Bible study. But as, as we understand the love of God in our heart, it's every day, everywhere, every way. That's why you can do ministry at food lines. That's why you can do ministry at the gym. That's why you can do ministry anywhere. Amen? Because God's with us and he's, and, he's, and he's speaking through us, talking to us. How many people have you encouraged in the, in the Lord this week? Think about it. A couple. I know I get some texts sometimes. I appreciate them more than you even know. Yes, indeed. How much did it cost you to encourage somebody? Not a thing, dude. Not a thing. I want us to be encouragers in the word of the Lord. For one another. As we feed on God's word and he encourages us, let's pass it on. Amen? Let's do that. Break the chains. Let's take a look at this last one here. From that, I think what we'll see, let the peace of God heal the hurt. When we receive God's forgiveness, what does it start doing? It starts restoring us, right? We don't have to have the shovel lift anymore. And I, I look at this, I said, you don't have to drive. You don't have to have all the answers. Just love the Lord and let him lead. Amen? You know something I was looking at, you know, you got to look at yourself, right? And I thought one of the things that I have said more this year is this phrase right here. I don't know. I don't know. But a friend of mine would tell me, said, you don't have to know everything. And I go, yeah. And then the Lord said, you might not know everything, but you know the one who does. You know me. And I said, man, the pressure's off. It's all about him. So I need to bring it back to him, don't I? I need to come back and listen to what he says about it. And so, so what, I, what I'm saying in this whole ball of wax here, a lot of times we try to twist it and make it our way. 
Just let God have his way in our life, amen? You know, a lot of times we pick and choose and, and, and twist and bruise and everything else, but if we realize what God's done in our life, don't we want to pass that on? I pray that we do. And I, and I looked at this, I said, you know what? Again, with that guilt thing, if, if you feel guilty about something today, give it to the Lord and, and then let him deal with it. Don't pick it back up and then take it back out with you. You can't change it. You can't undo something, but you can get a fresh start today in the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? Because that's what he's done for us. I, I said this, I said, you know what? He'll trip you up and then he'll get a chokehold on you. Remember what we said? Hey, it's, it's, it's a shackle of, of the, the devil guilt is. And I said, you know what? As, as guilt grips us, it, it'll go ahead and get a, a, get a uh, foothold on us. Right? Just a foothold. And what happens is you become more conscious of that ball and chain and that guilt. Where's my eyes? I'm looking down here. Instead of looking up to the one who frees you. Amen? Keep our eyes on the Lord. Amen? Let him do the work. He is faithful. Amen? Everybody doing good, right? Good. I put this in my, my notes before we get to this. Too. I said grace relieves the grip, <coughs> releases the grip of guilt. And I talked a little bit about this. I said condemnation beats you down, but conviction addresses the problem and points you to the remedy. See, there's a big difference in that. The difference is if me and Mike had a fallen out or something like that, and I said, man, you did this. You're worthless. This is this. I never want to see you again. That would be condemnation. Conviction might be because, man, that really hurt me. And, uh, and this is what I would feel about it. And, uh, you know, I just want to move on. Which one does the best? Second one, right? Bringing things to the surface is not a bad deal as long as you deal with them the way God sets it out to deal with them. Amen? But when we sit there and beat and bash and kick and pull and snatch and everything else, what, are we glorifying God? We're not glorifying God. Our whole thing is, I hope that we glorify God in our responses. And guess what? It's an opportunity every day. And sometimes we miss it. But I pray today that we recalibrate, reset our hearts, and that we serve the Lord even deeper. Amen. That's my prayer for me. That's my prayer for you guys. Well, let's take a look at this. Got to think about win or lose. I said, whether things go as we plan or not, it doesn't take God by surprise. Aren't you glad? I'm glad. Anybody glad? Good. I'm going to keep you working here. All right. I said, remember God is all-knowing, all-caring, all-forgiving. On your darkest day, he sees you in the light of Christ. How much more should we praise the Lord? Mm-mm-mm. I was thinking about a good way to do this. Just to help me out. Come on. Stand right here. Stand right here. This is on the fly. Ray Jr., I need somebody big and strong. Help me out. All, right, all I need you to do is right here. Right there. I need Ray, I need you right here. I was thinking about this last night. I was thinking if I had your little guys in here, I was going to use them, but you, 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 you can use mine. All right, think about that. Now, look at this. When, when we look at Jesse, right, and let's say Grace, Grace, Grace and you're his dad for today, okay? All right, so just remember, all right, he eats a lot, so I'm just going to go. So look, give me, the, give me the muscles, all right? Now, give me your muscles. See, when I'm looking at this and I see him, I see his dad's strength as well. Good deal. Put them down. I don't want you to hurt myself. Right? Look, but this is what I see. I hope this comes through. This is what I want to see. See, when God looks at us, he doesn't just see us. He sees the strength of the son and the father. He sees the whole deal. So when people see our life and we've been impacted by the love of Christ, guess what? We're no longer just looking at him. We should see him in the love of God, in the strength of God, in the forgiveness of God. Because Jesus got your back. Amen? You guys can sit down. I appreciate that. All right? Let's see. Yeah, y'all do good. But this is what I'm saying. Yeah, this is what I'm saying right here. 
A lot of times we think we're on our own. We think, you know, nobody has our back or anything else. And if you could just take that and, and, and take that illustration and think about that. As a father, you want to protect your children. We know we can't jump in front of them and protect them of every single thing, right? And sometimes they got to walk through a few things. But you know what? If you love them when they call you, you're going to go. Right? You're going to do what you can. Right? And guess what? We have limited resources. But God has unlimited resources. Our love sometimes is, is based on how we feel. His is based on unconditional love. Amen? So I want you to see through that illustration. God's always got your back. Amen? He's always there. So when we look at somebody else, don't just look at them as they are here. Look at them through the mirror of Christ. Look at them as some God's dearly beloved. Anybody hear that message last week? I think we're still getting gas mileage on it. Amen? That's what I want you to see. Amen? So, things don't take God by surprise. You know why? Because he's always with you. He's always with you. Every single time, every single day, I said, on your darkest day, he sees you in the light of Christ. How much more should we praise the Lord? We win. Even when we feel like we lose because we don't understand what's going on and it didn't work out the way we thought so, God's not surprised. Let's keep on going. God doesn't cancel his plan. Somebody say amen. amen. Got a little story for you here. When I was little... I had, a, I had a buddy, his name was Sloan. I always thought that was a cool name, Sloan. And he had, uh, it was four of them. He had two older brothers, two younger brothers. He was like the second to the, to the, from the second going up, right? Second to the youngest. And I would play with all of them, but that was my main man. I played with him all the time. And his mom and dad were divorced. He was the only person I ever knew that was divorced at the time. That, back when I was little, you didn't hear that much about him, right? So I didn't really understand all that. And uh, they lived with his grandmother, and uh, his dad would do what he could. And, and what would happen all the time would be this. You'd have two, the two oldest would stay with the dad, the two youngest would stay with the mom, and then at summer they would switch. And that was rough on my heart. I know it was rough on theirs. But where am I getting at this? I said, God doesn't cancel his plans. I will remember, and I'm not beating down this guy or anything else. I don't know what the situation was, but I just know the fallout from it when I'm about 10 or 11 years old. My brother said, my dad's supposed to come on. We're going to do this. I said, that sounds cool. I said, well, can we play until he comes? Yeah. So we play a little bit. And all the time, man, he's looking down the street. His dad coming. Right? We play a little more. He's looking again. Dad's supposed to be here. And then the phone call would usually come. So I'm going to come here. I would, it would even start turning my stomach. And he'd come back out. He goes, oh, my dad can't make it. And I, I, then I said, well, let's go shoot the BB guns. Because I could see what was happening to my, my buddy. Let's go in. Let's go in. Uh, let's do water balloons. Let's go light a fire. <laughs> you know, we, we, we played in the wood. We're always, you know, doing something crazy. Come on, Sharon. You know you did too. <laughs> we had to be careful because Sharon and him lived real close to the woods. So we had to be careful when we did crazy stuff. So I get out there and I would see how that would take a toll on my buddy. And I thought about that. And as I was putting that together, isn't this something all these years ago, 49 years old, I was probably 10 or 11. I still in my mind, and I wasn't experiencing it. He was. And I thought, man, isn't that something? I said, you know, and I don't know all the situation that was going on or anything like that. I said, you know, we get that I can't make it or, you know, you know, can we do this? Can we do this? And I said, I wrote this down last night. I said, but I do know it was painful for my friend. Don't know all the situations and anything else. And I thought about this. I said, and no doubt if we experience letdowns by key people in our lives, we could be reluctant to jump in with both feet in a relationship. Amen? There's a lot of people 
that struggle coming to God as their heavenly father because in their mind, the father that they had, their earthly father, maybe didn't measure up to what they thought, okay? And so when they say father, they go, ooh, I got wounded. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not picking on dads, I'm one of them. Our heavenly father, he doesn't break dates. He doesn't cancel anything or anything else. Now, if your dad as you broke a couple of dates and everything else, you know what? Maybe there's something that you had going on. I'm not coming down. Please don't. That's not the, the, the way that I'm coming at this thing. I'm coming at this thing here. If you've been wounded by somebody in your life that's a key role, key person, key, key person in, in your life, don't hold it against Jesus. Amen? That's what I'm saying. Don't hold it against God. All right? Run to God. Because you know what? I do not desire to let anybody down, but I do. You know, I let myself down. I let God down. I let my family down, my friends down. I know I do. But you know what? God doesn't. And that's what I want you to see. Win or lose, whether we, we think we're, we're, we're in the right spot or not, with God, we win because he's always with us. Amen? Y'all with me on that? I just want you to see that right there. And I said, I said, but I'm here to tell you today that your Heavenly Father is not bound by time. As moms and dads, we got to work. We got to do those things. We got to go to work. We got to do things, right? God's not bound by time. He's not on a strict schedule, and He—it's not that He can't fit you in, Amen. See, that's what I want you to hear today. I said, so friends, listen. You know, I said, well, you know, I'll see if I can fit you in. Let me see if we can do that. I was very blessed, and, and, and everything's different for everybody. If my dad told me something, it was going to happen. Now, I also know this: He would always study about it. That's what he always said. I said, Dad, can we ride a motorcycle when you get home tomorrow? He goes, let me study about it. And I thought, man, he must be the smartest man in the world. He's always studying about it. That means I'm not going to commit to something that I can't do. You see what I'm saying? But see, I thought study about it means we're in. <clears throat> and it was sometimes it's like, no, we're not going to be able to do that today, son. Oh, man, kicking the dirt, right? But see, a lot of times I wasn't looking at the full picture. See, a lot of times when God says no, or God says wait, maybe we're not looking at the big picture. Maybe we need to study that a little more. Maybe we better see, man, well, why is it going like this? You know what? God is faithful and he's trustworthy, amen? Let's keep on going. I said, he sees your best when you're still looking at your worst. Isn't that amazing? I said, why do we beat ourselves up so bad? We need to live in the power of knowing you are God's beloved. Amen. Isn't it amazing how God just builds on his word? Total packet. You see what I'm saying? Last week we thought about, man, who are we? We are God's beloved. That means we, we are, are, are something special to him. Even the way you feel today. Even with the, the bumps and bruises from yesterday. He says, you know what? I see something of great value in there. Not because you've done it all right. Not because... You're so smart, or any of those things, and I always go back through that whole list. And I want to say something else. It's based totally on what Jesus Christ did. Alright? So if it's based on something Jesus Christ totally did, why do we think we got to do a balancing act to hold on to our salvation? We don't. He's finished it. Should we desire to live a life that honors God? Absolutely. Why? Because He loves us so much. What was that verse? He loved us, so we should love other people. Right? To be a mirror of Christ. That's why I, I pray what radiates from us here <coughs> is the love of Christ to other people. You know? 
When people come in, I hope they feel that, 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 that they belong. I hope they feel that they know that the love of Christ is here for them. I hope they know that, you know what, we're going to stand on God's word. And I hope they know that, you know, we're not perfect, but Jesus is, and that's who we're, that's who we're holding on to, amen? Isn't that good to know? Isn't it good to know that we serve a perfect Savior that doesn't change? Let's keep on rolling. This is what the Lord gave me to write down this week. I always try to write some stuff, journal it down, or you can put it out on my Facebook as an encouraging word. And this is what the Lord showed me, and y'all just love me through the grammar, all right? It says, if we look at the Lord as much as we look at ourselves, we would have a better understanding of who we really are. Covered in grace, filled with love, and held for eternity in the hand of the Savior. Isn't that something? That's a little whisper to me one morning. You know, I said, look, man, I don't feel good. Man, I don't understand this, Lord. What about this? And what about this? And what about this? And I'm, and I'm just talking about these problems, and the problem's growing, and it's growing, you know. And, and then next thing you know, I, I, I've got it so high <coughs> that I, I, I've got the volume so loud on my problem that I don't hear from the Lord. And that's what the Lord told me. He says, you know what? If we looked at the Lord as much as we looked at ourselves, we'd have a better understanding of who we really are. Today, when you look in the mirror, realize you have God's beloved. Today, when you look in your life, look at the good that God poured in there. I'm not minimizing your situation at all, but I will maximize and glorify and, and, and give all the praise to my Heavenly Father, who is well worth it, amen? That's the praise that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? So if we get a snapshot of that in our mind and let that sink into our heart, Jesus is the total package. The total package is for you. Amen? That's a good word. Let's keep on going. Coming down the home stretch. Everybody doing good? Amen. Yes, indeed. Well, I'm doing so good, I jumped the track there. <clears throat> I'd like to give you guys' word on it and, and back it up with that. So let's take a look at this here. God's total package. Hebrews 6, 18 and 19. I'm going to read it and then we'll come back and break it out. <clears throat> So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor of our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Amen. Now we can just breeze through that and go, oh, that's, that's really nice. Let's take a look at this thing. So we come back in here and I got some of the stuff highlighted. I said, so God has given. Isn't that amazing? God always gives, doesn't he? Does God give any bad gifts? No, he gives good gifts. God has given both his promise and his oath. And I love this. It's just so straightforward. He gives his promise and his oath. He declares this is going down for our lives, amen, as believers in Christ Jesus. He said, these two things are unchangeable. Aren't you glad God is unchangeable? Amen. Everything else in this world will change. Stock market goes up. Gas prices go up. Everything else. Man. But God says, I'm unchangeable. And love this. And it is impossible for God to lie. Why do we always go back to God's word? Because it's the truth. And if you got the truth, and you know the truth, the truth sets you free. Amen. And he says, therefore, we, who's we? The believers, us. The church, amen. Who have fled to him for refuge. Us that have put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who he's talking to. Is that you today? Raise your hand and say amen. Is that you? Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord? Let's do it. All right. And it says, fled to him for refuge, safety, okay? Can have great confidence. If you're here today, I pray that you got great confidence in your Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you got great confidence in God that holds our everything together. Our security. 
for eternity with him. Amen? Come on down here. And he says, and after that he says, uh, we can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. We're not talking about hope so of the world. Well, maybe we will, maybe we won't. No, it's knowing. It's our faith. Amen in him. This hope, or this faith, is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. You know why we waver a lot of times? Right? Because we're not trusting and we're not believing what God says. Amen? Not beating us up. I'm thinking about it. But just think about it. When he says God has given his oath, God has given his promise, he's not a man that he can lie. He's going to see it through. Then you know what? Then we can have a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. You ever seen somebody go through a rough situation? Do they still hurt? Yeah. Do they still cry? Yeah. But somehow, they still got some joy. Somehow, they still keep on marching on. How do they do that? Right here. Because their hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It's not what they're hoping in for themselves and their own strength, but it's the one who holds it all together, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's keep on going. This is, I love this. And it leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. I love that. So let's back up. It says, the hope is strong. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. I wrote down on my notes, peace. Amen? If your soul is anchored in the truth of God's word, you have peace. Amen? And then I said, it leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. I said, that's his presence. That's a good place to be, isn't it? That's a great place to be. Let's keep on looking at that. I said, is your soul anchored to the strong and trustworthy fact? Do you spend time in God's inner sanctuary? Spending time praising the Lord. And you want to know how you can tell? I'll tell you how you can tell. Do you have peace in the storm? Right? Do you have peace in that storm? If not, cling to the anchor of Christ. I said, do you feel like your boat is sinking? Then grab the life preserver Christ itself. Grab hold of him by faith. Are you seeking shelter? Then run to the inner sanctuary. There is always room for you. There is always time for you. There is always love for you. Amen. I pray today, man, that the shackles are being lifted, broken, that, that you guys are being encouraged because of the total package of God's word, of the promises of God's word. Seeing it just in bold, plain, powerful word of God, I pray that it's touching your heart and you say, man, that's amazing. Well, you know what? I've got some final thoughts to share with you, all right? This is out of John chapter 1. And I wrote this. I said, the total package is found in him, in his word, in his presence. And it reads like this. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was, he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. How many know there's life in Jesus? Amen. And that life, was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome. You know, when I had Jesse and Gray Jr. out here, you know what? You can see him towering over Jesse, right? I actually, that to me is like a picture of our Heavenly Father. If you could just think about the radiance of God's glory overtaking us and overtaking his children, shining on us, shining through us, and shining to others. That's a beautiful picture, isn't it? It's just amazing that what God has done for us. I said, let us rejoice in the total package of God. And then I thought about this. When I was just about ready to shut my book down last night, the Lord said, well, you know what? I want to share something else. And that's why I wrote it down. I said, love is a package deal. And that's what he kept running. Love is a package deal. When we love, we get the whole package. So keep on loving people the way Christ does. 
Keep on forgiving them like Christ does. See what I'm saying? A lot of times we want to pick and choose and everything else, right? But the total package, when we see what we have in Christ and we see what he's done for us, can we see that in somebody else? That's what I want us to take away today. Not only to know that what we have is a gift from God, but it's too good to contain. So let's share it with some people, amen? Let's share it with some people. Share about his goodness and his, and his grace and realize the importance of God's word, amen? Always go back to God's word. I thought about this and I said, Lord, how do we end up this, this week? How do we bring this thing to a close and let people think about that? So I'm going to ask you to just close your eyes for a minute. I got a little song I want to want to play off the iPod. I think it's going to touch your heart. I'm talking about the power of what God has done. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for today. And I thank you that you are holy. And I thank you for the power that is found in you for us. And as we're listening to this, I want you to see yourself in this equation. What can take a dead man and raise him up to life again? What can heal the wounded soul? What can make us white as snow? What can fill the emptiness? What can mend our broken? today that you see that in your life and I, I pray that you see that that power wasn't just 2,000 years ago that it's good for us today and I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus if you never called on the name of the Lord that today is your day and so I just ask you do you see the power of the cross in your life do you see forgiveness in your life do you see the healing power of God in your life because it's available Father God, I pray for each one here today, those that will be listening later on today, our Father, that they see the wonderfulness of the cross. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the power of the cross, the risen Savior, Lord Jesus, I pray that you look up here right now and I'm going to tell you how you do. You say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Today, I need you. Forgive me. If you're here today and you say, man, that's speaking to me today. All those things, just let them kind of just wash over you. And I think it's important sometimes for us to just quiet our spirit and listen to what God has for us.
sometimes we fade that out. I praise that. You know what? I want you guys to look up here for just a second. Sometimes we like doing things a little different just to think about a few things. You know what I mean? A lot of times we can get uh, all caught up. We're, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. I, I pray today. And this is how we're going to end the service today. I hope you see the power of the cross. I hope you see the love of God. I hope you think about it. Maybe some of those words might resonate with you today. Maybe, maybe that little illustration might resonate with you today later on in the week. Maybe something in here will resonate with you and realize you got the total package. If you got the total package, let me hear somebody say amen. amen. Now, if you really know you got the total package, give the Lord a hand clap and praise him a little bit of praise. Amen.